Blog Talk Radio. Welcome in, friends, to the Jazz Mill Broadcast, a celebration of all things jazz, featuring the great music of and interviews with some of the hottest singers and players on the planet. As always, your calls and feedback are welcome. Now, your host, Scott Henderson. Yes, indeed. Welcome in, friends, to the Jazz Mill, where we celebrate all things jazz. We're going to give you a nice, tight hour of great music and discussion that is sure to lift your spirits, salve for the weary soul, if you will. Uh, well, like the man said, uh, I am Scott Henderson, but I'm not the famous Scott Henderson. Let me just be clear about it. Uh, I'm the other Scott Henderson. Uh, specifically, I'll be the Scott Henderson that's cutting the grass right after the show. So let's not get them confused. Uh, hey, here's a here's a fun fact for you. I bet you didn't know. Uh, researchers at Oxford University recently found a correlation between high IQ and those who dig jazz. And uh, on top of that, they, they found that an overwhelming majority of jazz lovers uh, are regular recyclers. Uh, they're, they're kind to small animals, and they, and they floss uh, daily. Uh, Greg, Greg, did you know that, I wonder? I'm, uh, I've heard it, and I'm listening, but I don't know if that's true with me or not, but uh, I certainly uh, love jazz. <laughs> I'll vouch for you. Well, listen, we have to listen more, maybe. Well, listen, you're doing your part. I shouldn't say that about you. You're living it. You're a you're a, a working musician and in a style of music that I love. So let me just tell people who you are. That voice you just heard uh, is my co-host and segment producer Greg Rockingham, who has been keeping the beat professionally since he was uh, about five years old. He's an alumnus of the prestigious Interlochen Arts Academy and Northeastern University. He's worked with the likes of Nancy Wilson, Freddie Cole, Kenny Burrell. Billy Dan, Glenn Miller, and many more. Uh, presently, he plays with Soul Message Band, who is, in my humble opinion, the hottest B3 combo east of the Mississippi. can be heard here uh, each week in the Chicago area at the historic Green Mill. Uh, Capone's old hangout, if I have it, Greg. Uh, or can, can I call you G-Rock? Would, would you, is it too um, soon for that? Yeah, I, I wish you didn't, but that's cool. <laughs> You can, you got, Scott, you can you call me that. anything you want. You can call me anything you want. <laughs> well, I hope to earn it one day. I don't want it to seem forced for either of us. You, you, you understand. Um, but yeah. now Greg has got wonderful credentials. He's a fabulous musician, and uh, he's a wonderful radio man, too, as I'm getting to know him. And uh, we're having fun here, folks, and we hope that you will uh, have fun as you listen in. Uh, of course, we invite your calls, uh, as always, and feedback to boot. Uh, you can you can uh, d- dial in on the uh uh, uh, the guest call in line at 515-602-9600. Or if you'd be more comfortable uh, uh, bopping around in the old chat room, that's an option for you as well via the Blog Talk portal. So, Greg, we, we touched last week on the passing of uh, of Ramsey Lewis. 
a Chicago guy and uh, someone that I know you you bumped into from time to time in your musical travels. Um, uh, uh, one of the really terrific people in jazz music, I think. And uh, as, as I could, uh, uh, from what I could ascertain at least, and he, uh, he, he a better player than I gave him credit for. As I was uh, researching and pulling music for uh, this show today, uh, man, he had plenty of game, didn't he? Didn't he, Greg? Oh, he certainly did. He was a, a, a fine musician, a fine uh, person, and uh, he also did a lot of things for youth and his youth program that took place at uh, Ravinia. So uh, yes. he, because of him, uh, at least in the Chicago area, because of him, uh, jazz was, was is in good hands because of the kids that uh, attend that program. And some of the teachers yes. that, uh, teach at that program, like Bobby Broom and uh, Ernie Adams, drummer, uh, Dennis Carroll. So, uh, great man, great, great musician, and uh, just he'll be missed for sure. No question. And, uh, you know, so important to uh, open those young ears and minds to the genre, Greg. Uh, you know, so, so often we hear, oh, I don't like jazz. Uh, it sounds like a lot of gibberish to me. It's just uh, noise. Uh, it, it, for some, it's an acquired taste, I think. Uh, a lot of people uh, that are kind of on the fence about, um, you know, sort of the, the, the more dialectic uh, jazz that you can hear out there. Uh, it is a handful to get your ear around, but uh, there is there is a there is a method to the to the madness. There is a uh, a connectivity that, uh, that that makes it music and very hard music to execute. And uh, once you do, once you do have a better understanding of it, I think you, you have an appreciation that will never leave you in your lifetime. And uh, that's been my experience anyway. It took me a while, but I kept at it, and I had a curiosity about it. And uh, uh, we had a discussion about this last week about, you know, what, what can be done to uh, expand jazz. And uh, one is to, you know, first make people curious about it, you know, turn them on to some stuff that's, uh, digestible, manageable, uh, easier to, to grasp, so to speak, and, uh, and and let them start, you know, wherever wherever they want to start, and uh, point out the the things that are jazz about those recordings. Uh, we've got over a hundred years, Greg, of uh, music at this point that we can access with the touch of a mouse, and uh, so uh, it's out there. There's music for all um, in this particular category if if people can be made curious enough seek it out so hey i wanted to play uh one that uh, caught my ear uh, we're going to sprinkle these in and around uh our discussion of uh of ramsey lewis and his trio uh and greg i think may, may have a story or two that he can share but uh, i wanted to start with a tune that uh, i think most of you are going to be familiar with it gets played to death as a you know one of those standards but uh it's a goodie and uh, uh, a little something called satin doll
song it's one of the one of the first ones i learned on the uh on the organ uh greg i don't know if you even know this about me but i played organ as a kid uh my uh, parents uh, uh bought an organ instead of braces for my teeth and i was given lessons at an early age and uh, uh from an old horn player a guy named uh, uh al carroll and he played with the dorsey band as a matter of fact and uh, when I wanted to learn Beatles songs, he was writing out manuscript for me from the Great American Songbook, which you know I didn't appreciate at the time. But boy, I came to treasure those. And um, Satin Doll was one of the ones that we began with, and he felt like that was important music for a young lad to uh, to learn and know and appreciate. And uh, boy, did I ever more than more than I ever thought I would or could. But uh, uh, Ramsey's version there, I think, is uh, is just just terrific. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit, if you guys will indulge me. From um, I won't read it all, obviously, but uh, parts of his obituary I think will resonate with people. A Chicago native, as uh, we've been saying, iconic jazz pianistic composer who scored on the pop charts with the 1965 hit "The In Crowd," which we'll play later, uh, died recently at the age of 87 statement on his Facebook page listed no cause of death, but said Mr. Lewis died peacefully at his home in Chicago. Uh, born and raised here, uh, where his family lived and worked in the shadow of Cabrini Green, which uh, to those not from this area uh, is a, was a project, it's no longer standing, but it was uh, an area for uh, low-cost housing and uh, he raised in that immediate area. Uh, his musical studies ran the gamut from playing uh, organ on Sundays at the local church to piano lessons at the age of four uh, to the Chicago Music uh, College Prepar- Preparatory School. Uh, he attended junior, uh, junior high school and uh, graduated from Wells uh, High School, as it turns out. Um, so a six-decade musical career, uh, Greg, and, um, you know, just really respected across the spectrum uh, of jazz uh, players and critics alike. Uh, so you bumped into him. You had occasion to uh, uh, rub elbows, I, I gather. Uh, any any recollections that you might care to share? Oh, yeah. I, uh, uh, Ramsey's uh, guitar player, uh you know, up until the day he passed away, uh, a real good friend of mine, and uh, I was in his band as well, uh, Henry mm-hmm. Johnson. And, oh, sure. of course, we used to play at uh, Ravinia uh, quite a bit, uh, not uh, a few times, and yeah. Ramsey was uh, over that, that program. So 
there's been occasions to uh, uh, run into him there. And also uh, the drummer that was in the band up until today, uh, the guy named Charles Heath, uh, we got to be, uh, you know, pretty close and, and, and good friends. And coincidentally, Charles uh, and his uh, lovely wife moved around the corner from where I live. And Isn't that a kid? that's just completely astonishing. So between those what two guys, the they would tell me a lot of stories, you know, about being on the road with Ramsey, but uh, nothing that they ever told me uh, was negative, uh, how much they enjoyed it and how nice he was and uh, how easy he was to work with. Also, uh, a guy that used to come and see us all the time, uh, a, uh, one of his earlier drummers, uh, Frankie Donaldson, uh, good friends uh, with him. And uh, so a lot of Ramsey's musicians that lived in the city, it's not so much that uh, I ran into Ramsey a lot. It was just I ran into his sidemen quite a bit uh, when I was younger, uh, uh, Cleveland Eaton. Uh, one of his bass players. Uh, and yep. also Cleveland Eaton had a club in Montgomery, a jazz club. And I played there with uh. Freddie Cole. So, and Morris Jennings, another drummer that played with him earlier. I, I, yep. I know him and just nobody's ever said anything of any of those guys, anything negative yeah. or anything bad that they didn't enjoy uh, being around him or playing with him or anything like that. And like I said before, he always tried to give back uh, uh, to the community through kids and through his music and through mentoring programs that uh, they did at Ravinia. So he will definitely be missed now. Hopefully they continue those mentoring programs because he laid the groundwork and uh, he, he just will be missed. And I, I remember him uh, as a kid, uh, my parents, uh, and that's the key to having jazz to succeed and continue on and have a greater audience is uh, parents playing the type of music that, uh, that that we like to listen to for their kids. And I used to, my dad and my mom used to play Hang On Sloopy and the end crowd all the time. So I was raised <laughs> yeah, on the right. Not right, just right. Music, but yeah. yeah. So there, I, I, it brings back a lot of memories, especially <laughs> you when were, you were played. You were steeped in it, uh, Greg, and, uh, you know, through osmosis and through just uh, good Good child rear, and you, you, it's good that was playing. I'm sure you uh, are very thankful it was, um, and, and just like I was. I mean, I uh, didn't have my my family. My brother was a musician, um, made his living that way, but uh, he was the only one among us. Um, and and but we always had music playing in the house, and a lot of it was, you know, big band music. My mother uh, uh, was a, a lively dancer and uh, won uh, all kinds of trophies and awards, and she was a, a great ballroom dancer in her time. 
uh, and she's gone now, but but she, uh, even with her uh, advanced uh, uh, dementia, uh, when I would visit her uh, in, in her uh, nursing home facility, uh, I would play little snippets of songs from, uh, you know, the, the American Songbook, and, and she'd nail them. You'd give her, you know, 10 seconds of the song, and, and she'd say, oh, that's a String of Pearls, or that's, uh, you know, uh, Take the Eight. I mean, she knew them all. And, uh, and sometimes she had trouble remembering who I was, but this, this music was stuck in her head. And uh, what, a, what a source of joy because, you know, she would just beam when she got one. And uh, it, just, it just tells you that, um, you know, it, it's important stuff that can, you know, give you joy for a lifetime. So that's uh, that's great stuff, Greg. Uh, that that uh, you know, I, I talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago during our premiere. You know, what was your? Someone asked me what my motivation was for for uh, having a show like this or starting a show. I'd had a podcast uh, a few years back that was um, uh, political in nature, and it, it had the opposite effect. It, it got me all wound up. wasn't good for my blood pressure at the end of the day. Uh, this, even after just a few weeks, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like a meek little baby when I get done uh, talking about this stuff. It's uh, uh, music can be uh, good. Music can be medicine, I think. And uh, you know, if you if you're you're hurting from something, and it seems like all of us have our own uh, issues, our own cross to bear, uh, put on some good music. And I would implore you to start uh, with artists like uh, Ramsey Lewis and uh, Nina Freeland, Freeland, who was on last week with us, and uh, some of the other artists that we're going to be introducing you to or uh, playing more of their music for you to enjoy in the coming weeks. Uh, buy them up as you are able, folks. I think it'll be a, a good start in your wellness plan, uh, certainly uh, would be my opinion. Uh, Greg, we're going to take a quick little break here, and uh, folks will indulge us through that. And uh, coming out of that, we'll play another one by Ramsey. It's called uh, He's a Real Gone Guy. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Stay tuned. If you dig what you're hearing, friends, why not pick up some Jazz Mill and Soul Message Band merchandise? High-quality mugs and tees that are certain to make you the happiest cat around. Just take out your phone, ease on over to thejazzmill.net, click on the swag tab, and get your order down. It's quick, it's simple, it's safe, and your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. Portion sales help jazz musicians against cancer, the Multiple Sclerosis Association of America, and the ASPCA. Welcome back for more great music and lively discussion on the Jazz Mill with your host, Scott Henderson.
out that fast. Unbelievable. Uh, that's one of the ones I discovered in researching uh, his his uh, catalog, Greg. And uh, what a, what a beauty there is for the height of his powers, perhaps. Uh, so yeah, six decade musical career, um, you know, across the globe playing music festivals, uh, winner of three Grammys, uh, the 2007 National Endowment of the Arts, uh, given the Jazz Master Award he recorded. Get this, 80 albums, uh, five of which attained gold status. And for years, he hosted a uh, popular radio program called uh, Ramsey Lewis in Legends of Jazz. Uh, he began with uh, WMUA, which I know you were, uh, you've, you've done some work over there, Greg. Uh, it is a uh, an important jazz station here in Chicago, and uh, they, they've turned a lot of people on to jazz. I'm not sure how active they are now, but uh, I know they, they were uh, one of the stations that I had programmed in. And uh, here's something I did not know till I read the uh, obituary. He was, uh, Ramsey was part of the official Olympic torch relay team, uh, carrying the torch onto the stage at the Ravinia Festival in Highland Park as a part of the, the Flames' official uh, Chicago area stop ahead of the winter, winter games in Utah. Um, so... Uh, what a what a career, what a life, and uh, to make to make eighty records. I mean, that's just a, an unheard of accomplishment, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, Greg, um, I think as we considered um, some of what we were talking about um, last week, you know, we mentioned a second ago, if people want to turn on to this music, uh, they've got to have a little bit of curiosity of their own. Uh, a fire within, if you will. Uh, Nina made an interesting point about, um, you know, some of the subscription services, uh, uh, Django and Pandora, uh, places like that where you give them your parameters. You say, okay, I like, uh, uh, you know, John Coltrane and uh, uh, Buddy Rich and uh, uh, Steely Dan, for instance. And they will put together a playlist for you and they will use an algorithm to you know, produce uh, what they believe is music that you will like, and uh, while that's convenient and all, uh, I, I think Nina's point was uh, we better be uh, cautious. It's a slippery slope when we turn over our musical taste and what we're exposed to musically uh, to a mathematical uh, formula. And I, the more I thought about that, uh, the wiser uh, I thought that comment was. Uh, she said, "Beware the man in the little behind the behind the little green man behind the curtain." I think is how she put it. But uh, uh, if people, you know, want you know to to be exposed to new and different music and uh, nothing that will uh, you know confuse or, or be troublesome to you, I think they can come here for those things. We're going to try to play stuff that is. Uh, generally enjoyable uh, to people. Uh, why wouldn't we? Uh, why wouldn't we? Right. Uh, and, and some of that will, will be uh, samples of Greg's music, and we're going to play some of that in a couple of minutes here. But um, you know, I, I know what I like, and uh, and, and I just uh, hate the idea that somebody would you know pick my music uh, for me. And uh, you know, uh, any thoughts on that, Greg? I don't know if you use those subscription services, but. I find myself going back to my vinyl collection more and more. How about you? Uh, yeah, I pretty much uh, control, uh, you know, pretty much what I want to uh, listen to. Uh, 
uh, sometimes I uh, I use uh, I listen to something on Pandora or uh, something like that. But I pretty much control what I listen to and touching on something you said earlier. I think that's one of the key things to uh, young young kids uh, that that we can turn on to jazz, but there's a way, I think, uh, there's a way to do that, especially, you know, playing live and, and the people that sometimes come to see us would be coming anyway, no matter who's playing. But uh, the, one of the key things is to play something or listen to something that's acceptable and recognizable possibly like a message a first-time jazz listener's ears. Uh, I remember this college student said, "I want to, you know, I want to get into jazz. I never listened to jazz before." And he said, "So I got this John Coltrane record. Now that's uh, a little bit more comp, a lot more complicated for for a new listener. And I think maybe." like the stuff that we were just listening to, like some of the Ramsey Lewis stuff or something that's a little bit easier to follow and understand, but still just as yep. energy-packed and, and, and it feels good. And that could be a way to bring somebody in. I'm always, uh, people are coming in and they say, oh, I'm not really into jazz. So you play something that they might recognize, and pretty soon I see a foot tapping, I see a head bobbing, and then that's when you there got it. So there you got him then, man. Right, you got him. So I pretty much control what I listen to uh, yeah. now, uh, more so than I did years ago. I usually listen to what my dad listened to, and I yes. developed yes. after that. Yes. So go. So back to you there. Yeah, I've had the same experience. I, I hear in my own taste, uh, I can imagine my mother nodding in agreement. You know, it's it's you're 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 exposed to things, and you know sometimes you, you pretend you're not listening, but whether you're consciously listening or not, it's soaking in, man. And and you are you are forming an opinion one way or another. And uh, for me, it was it was I'm so thankful for it. Because it was always on. I mean, we had this gigantic uh, entertain. They called it an entertainment system, and it was a. It was as long as a. Looked like a, a low. It was like a coffin. It was. It had a TV in the middle. It had a. It had a radio on on the right end, and it had a turntable on the left end, and it had speakers in the front of both of those outer components. And uh, we tried to move this thing once. It took four four men and a small boy to move it. It was it was crazy, but. Uh, uh, there was always something spinning on there, and uh, it was it was it was you know uh, it was always jazz, and it was a lot of the big band stuff. And I know in your uh, very impressive background, Greg, you had occasion to to play with these guys that uh, my my mother would have uh, would have just uh, been so impressed that um, you know uh, we're we're doing something together uh, in, in in the by means of this show. So it's uh, it's it's steeped in there, and I'm so glad that uh, we, we we have that in common, uh, you know. And to cover a tune that somebody can recognize is uh, that's not that's not 
that's not mailing it in. That's making it consumable, right? Uh, I always, uh, you know, original music is fine, but uh, cover a tune once in a while if, if, if you want to make it a little more uh, digestible for people. Uh, and, and, yeah, John Coltrane's a tough – I'm still working on that, quite honestly. Uh, I, I, I have a hard time sometimes with the time signatures, and, uh, you know, I don't always hear the, the melody in there. I have to really work to find it. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan, but I'm not as big a fan of, of say, uh, uh, his work as I am, uh, say, Stan Getz, uh, just, just, just because I can – always hear the, the melody or I'm easy, it's easier to find for me uh, in, in, a, in a player like Getz or even Desmond or uh, some of those other guys. Um, so, yeah, I, I, uh, I think you made some great points there, uh, Greg. And um, it, it, we're, we're, uh, we're blessed to have had Ramsey with us for, for so long and uh, 87 years is a good long run. I guess we should all be, be so lucky uh, to live that long. Yeah. Another fun fact that I, I saw here, uh, uh, it paid paid tribute to by uh, our mayor Lori Lightfoot on Twitter, who uh, uh, talked at length to, to how great he was energizing local crowds. It called him a creative genius uh, and, and an important factor in the success of almost all of our concert venues. Uh, so, you know, he was a local guy that, that, that made good and, and uh, uh, didn't, didn't mind uh, staying home and, and uh, you know, continuing to, to beat the drum, so to speak. Um, so uh, we thank Ramsey for his, for his good music, and I think um, we're going we're gonna, to uh, play, play folks out with a little more music of his. The in crowd, I think, was... His biggest hit uh, charted, and I think he won a, it was a gold record, if I remember right. And it's a song that most people will will recall. But before we do that, I, I want to just give uh, Greg a, a plug. He is heard uh, every week, every Sunday, he plays at a place called the, the Green Mill, which is very historic. Uh, it was Capone's old hangout, right, Greg? Yeah, that's what they say, uh, Al Capone hangout. Uh, right there in that big yeah. booth, right up front, and even have uh, a picture. Uh, of they got a picture of yeah. uh, it. That uh, fits uh, on the piano. Uh, yeah, I don't think they want to uh, give him too many props because he was a criminal. Well, but, uh, he, 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 he was notorious. Yes, he was. Yeah, uh, yeah, but but uh, uh, a lover of. Well, I'm sorry. A lot of people come no, right and ahead. ask. There's a lot, a lot of history in the Green Mill. Yeah, there sure is. If people are interested, we'll, we'll post a link uh, that will show you some of that um, wonderful and storied history, which, you know, includes but not limited to, uh, you know, Al Capone. A lot of great players have come through, and um, we, we uh, are happy to, to let folks know that Greg's there every Sunday. He, he's a... a a pr- pretty pretty steady player there. I think you've been there for years, in fact. And uh, so people, I think you do two shows, Greg. Do you do an 8 and an 11.30? Is that right? Actually, uh, three shows. Uh, eight three shows. To ch- yeah, uh, uh, 8 to 9, uh, 9.30 okay. to 10.30, and then 11 to 12. Yep. So people can, yeah. uh, can, can pile in there and and be, be uh, up close and, and personal with, with what is a very charming band. Uh, I've gotten to know 
uh, Greg's uh, bandmates, and they're just very approachable and fun and uh, world-class players. If you like a B3 combo, this is a wonderful one. I, I have not heard better uh, ever, quite honestly, and I've heard quite a number of them. I was a big fan of uh, Joey DeFrancesco uh, and uh, Dr. Lonnie uh, Liston-Smith. Uh, this band is uh, very much in the uh, league of those other players. And uh, in my opinion, uh, there's, there's stuff about them I like even more. So uh, people should, uh, if they're in the market, in the neighborhood, they should they should swing by on Sundays. And you play other venues too, Greg, I know. And they can find uh, where else you're playing in and around Chicago land on your website, uh, which uh, uh, you want to give that address, Greg? Yeah, Um we play uh, actually we, we play all over, but uh, in the Chicago area, you can find out every wherever we are on our Soul Message dot com. Soul Message at Yahoo dot com. Sorry, Soul Message at Yahoo dot com. But mentioning Got it. what you thank you thank you for the for the wonderful prop. Uh, but uh, you mentioned uh, uh, organ combos, and you said. And I just want to mention this, uh, that you've heard uh, and you've seen uh, Dr. Lonnie Smith, who is, who is no longer with us, but live, lived right. a, a long life. And, and, but uh, I, I never thought that I would be hearing uh, another organ player that you mentioned, uh, Joey DiFrancesco, uh, hearing him, his name, and he's no longer with us either. And that I know. is a hard pill to swallow. Uh, 51 years old. I know. And I feel I know, man. just as much in shock as I was the first day I heard it. I know. Him. Such a wonderful I totally player. am with you. Yeah, wonderful player. Mm-hmm. I just want to really, and, a, and, an, and an approachable guy, too. I told the story uh, a couple of weeks ago of uh, me coming over and sitting with my brother and I, and I won't tell it again because it'll, it'll make me weepy again, but uh, very approachable and uh, and what a what a monster player. I mean, he had all the chops and he played uh, he played uh, the saxophone and the trumpet and I mean this guy just did it all. Uh, and and you know Dr. Smith was uh, just an absolute trip to to see on stage. He came out. Uh, I saw him at another venue here in Chicago, uh, and and he came out in in a beautiful white linen. Uh, uh, outfit, uh, top and bottom, and he had a beautiful turban on, and he uh, gave us gave us a beautiful set. He had this great, magnificent white beard too, and uh, long, very long. I remember, and uh, he was he was uh, always uh, when he could, when he when he wasn't playing, he would he would work with his mustache and kind of get it get it back to where he wanted it during in between tunes, and. Uh, uh, it was it was uh, amazing to me. He had one hair. I swear to God, he could have caught fish with it. Uh, he went around his ear two or three times with with one of his beard hairs, and uh, and then he did another thing that was just terrific. Uh, he was trying to pay uh, respect and not be a distraction to uh, his guitarist, who you'll who you'll know. Uh, and uh, Peter was playing an extended solo. And uh, so the, the good doctor stood up from his bench 
and uh, walked to the back of the stage and turned turned away from the audience and, and just like, you know, don't, don't pay any attention to me. Uh, I want you to focus on on Peter. And uh, and that's what that was the effect. I mean, but he was so unselfish. I thought that was such a such a, a, a kind act to like, you know, you shouldn't be looking at me. You should be watching my guitar player because he's laying down some pretty impressive stuff. And uh, it was a great show. And he too, and I'm yeah. not the gentleman of, of this of this music. Uh, you know, I just keep, I just, I'm, I'm looking for somebody who's not so friendly, and I, I'm having a hard time finding anybody. But uh, if I keep looking, <laughs> I probably will. You just my luck to find one. Well, Greg, yeah. hey man, thank you so much. I so appreciate you as, as always uh, for for jumping in here, and uh, uh, this will be a little shorter show than usual for folks. But uh, uh, next week we've got. Uh, Good things lined up for you. We'll be updating our website with uh, sort of a uh, revised uh, uh, guest list. We've got some new some new stuff that's uh, about to hit the hit the uh, the docket, and um, some people, some names that you will know, and uh, uh, you'll want to check back. And we'll get uh, we'll get out ahead of those with some promotion. You'll see us either on our Facebook page or uh, on Twitter. We're we're doing all the social media, including uh, uh, Instagram and so forth. But uh, and, and if you want. Uh, uh, those those mugs are terrific. I know Greg's got a band mug. Uh, we've got a show mug, and uh, they are wonderful stocking stuffers. And if folks want to uh, gobble up those, we've both got them in stock, and uh, we'd be more than happy for you to have them and spread the word about you know what we're doing here. And uh, uh, so if you dig it, uh, uh, tell your friends about us, won't you please? And uh, uh, I hope you'll you'll stay safe in the interim until we till we're together again, which will be next Wednesday at three when we broadcast live, or you can catch us, uh, you know, as a podcast uh, any old time you want. Just uh, just type in uh, the Jazz Mill, and they'll pop up uh, on uh, iTunes and uh, all the other outlets. So uh, that's all I got, Greg. Uh, thanks again, pal. So totally appreciate you. Uh, Going to play the In Crowd, which was uh, Ramsey's uh, big big hit uh, on the way out. Here we go. <laughs> 